Um, okay, again, for, for those of us who just joined, uh, we are going to be uh, reviewing some CSS within Stacks, okay? Um, how to, uh, you know, potentially take um, some content within a stack and make it your own, okay? Um, so, as I, uh, as I said before, I, I kind of ran out of some time today. I didn't get to properly prep as much as I'd like to. So probably what we'll do it today, I'm still gonna go over some CSS. You'll get, you guys get a jam-packed full of information, um, but I'll probably split it up and I'll probably do a continuation uh, webcast next Wednesday. And uh, then in that, in that cast, I'll make sure that I'm a little, a little bit more organized and whatnot so that uh, I can make sure I, I cover everything, okay? Um, so the number one request that we probably get, okay, is I have this really cool stack that you developed and uh, I love it, but, there's always a but, right? But I, I want the, the font to be bigger and there's no setting for that. Or I, I, wanna, I wanna reposition the little navigation bullets over to the left. Or, you know, I, I wanna change the background color to something else or, you know, I want this or that, or that, slight little style differences, okay? And, you know, most people, um, or I should say most other developers, um, don't really support that. Uh, they're, they're pretty outwardly that they, they're not gonna help you customize with CSS, okay? Um, me and, uh, you know, we, we've tried, and Tron have tried our best to, uh, to help you out as much as possible to uh, go ahead and help you customize the stack, um, or not really customize the stack itself, but, you know, give you some CSS to be able to, to make the stack look and feel as if it does fit on your website, okay? Um, because we, we do try to, I do try to develop stacks that uh, definitely, um, you know, are generic, but it's hard to develop something that's going to be universal and looks perfect everywhere, right? Um, let's take a perfect example, actually. I'm going to, let's bring up my website. Okay. Um, get rid of Rack Weaver for right now. Okay. So if we look at just my homepage, uh, we'll notice that, uh, as I've told you before, this main slider here is... Um, a cycler stack, okay? Um, and as you noticed, it's probably, it's a little bit different than what comes out of the box, okay, with a cycler stack, okay? If you notice the, the navigation bullets, which in the latest update, you can customize your own navigation bullets, okay? But by default, they're in the middle. I've moved them over to the right. Um, a couple other things, let's see, I've added a white border around, um, around the reel. I've, give, I've given it a, a, a drop shadow, okay, um, to, to kind of make it pop a little bit. And, you know, as you see, it's it's still the cycler stack. I have a custom background, okay, um, you know, background image. So, you know, it is the cycler stack. Um, however, I, I have customized it uh, to, to work on my site, okay, to, to customize to make it look like it it's a little extra special and it works on my site, okay, it fits well. Um, so why not? I, I'm going to go ahead and, uh, and, and show you kind of how I did that, uh, the process that I went through to do that. Um, and then we'll, we'll, after that, I'll kind of show you some resources that I commonly use to go ahead and find out, you know, what CSS property do I need to have, um, things of that nature. Okay. Um, to kind of teach you where, what maybe are you going to be modifying? Okay. Um, and, and things like that. So let's go ahead and I'm going to, uh, let's do a, a file here. And actually I'm going to, bear with me for a second, I open up a sample. If you guys haven't seen our new RSS feed stack, uh, great new free stack, check it out. Sweet. Okay. 
Okay. So basically, I have taken uh, the cycler stack that was in my Rapid Weaver file, and I went ahead and uh, pasted it in directly into here. Okay. Uh, is that correct? Just comparing some things here, everyone. Sorry, bear with me. Oops. The, uh, I think the site theme isn't big enough here. With. It's five o'clock. There we go. Okay, I think that does it. Okay, so as we see now, I have my cycler stack. Okay, I'm not going to go into how to configure your cycler stack. Um, you know, please check a previous cast or the the product videos or the documentation and figure out how to how to configure it. Okay, pretty simple. I have my basic cider, my uh, cycler stack in here. Okay, um, I have added custom navigation bullets. Okay. Um, if you don't have those, please update to version 2.5.1 and uh, you will have these cool new custom, uh, the ability to customize your navigation bullets, okay? Um, so I have my cycler stack, okay? And uh, I've built it and here it is, okay? Out of the box, default, this is what it looks like, okay? Now, how do I take this, okay? and turn it into this, okay? Um, now, I, I may, I, I'm gonna breeze through some of this because I'm gonna probably use some uh, some CSS properties that you know probably are maybe a little bit out of the basics, okay? But I'm just gonna kinda show you really quick um, you know, what I did to do this, okay? Um, so let's go ahead and I'm gonna bring up my uh, my actual CSS file, okay. Let's say I wanna go ahead and let's customize the, uh, the background, okay. Um, and let's add uh, a, um, okay, let's go ahead and add our background, okay. So how do we do that? Um, I, I'm, let's pretend I'm Mr. User, um, I, I've just, you know, implemented, I developed this really cool slick stack, okay? However, I, now I want to tweak it, okay? So how do we do that? First off, there is a fabulous tool that I've, um, you know, been a, a high proponent of. Um, a lot of you use Firebug, but I love Safari Dev Inspector, okay? And luckily, um, within RapidWeaver 5, you can actually do all of this within RapidWeaver now, okay? Um, just make sure you go to your Safari preferences and you have this enabled web developer tools checked. Okay. Once you have that checked, you'll be able to right click on anywhere inside preview mode and you'll see this inspect element. Okay. So I'm going to go ahead and inspect element. Okay. Uh, and then I'm going to go ahead and if you see, it takes me to the exact spot. So I, I did a wet inspect element on this clock, okay? And that took me all the way to the spot in the HTML where that particular image is defined, okay? Now, if you, you know, hover over various other elements here, you'll see that what's cool is they actually get highlighted and you can see exactly where on your web page these elements are going to be uh, displayed. Okay, so basically what I want to do is I want to find, we want to put a background for our cycler, okay, for cycler. Uh, and then we're going to add some drop shadows, you know, and stuff to, to make that look nice. Okay, so what I'm going to go ahead and do, if, if we notice, look at the, kind of look at things, right? We can see, look, here's a slide, here's a slide. Oh, look, here, here's something that's, you know, called cycler reel. Um, it looks like it contains, you know, a bunch of slides. Okay, um, so just basically, you know, even if I didn't wasn't develop the developer of this stack, I can see that here's the here's the thing that actually contains all of the slides. Okay, so I'm using my detective knowledge here. So I I have a a div, okay, which is a, basically a container that contains all of my slides. 
So chances are I'm probably going to want to muck around if I want to customize the look and feel of Cycler. I want to muck around with with this div. Okay. Now with CSS, there are many, many ways to target an element. Okay. Um, and there are two main two main ways to do it. Okay. First is via class. Okay. And that's the class ID that you see here. So class equals Cycler real. So we'll be able to actually identify and customize um, this particular element via a class. Okay. Another way is via something called an ID. Okay. Now an ID inside HTML is normally a unique character that is going to be specific for that particular tag. Okay. And if we look at some of these other tags here, we have um, stack ID. Um, we have div. Here's ID equals. And then there's this long, strange, unique number. Okay. As you see, this one has both an ID and it also has a class. Okay. Now you may also be asking if if you're a novice, hey, I go ahead and I I, I see that this stacks out. Um, you know, is is a container. It looks like it contains everything, but I recommend playing playing around. Look, stacks in is still there. Okay. Um, nav top that doesn't select anything. Um, and oh, oh, here I go. Here's Cycler Real. It contains, if we look, um, fortunately I can't keep it highlighted. Okay, but if we see, it contains just the area that I want to affect. Okay, um, it, it, it contains, it doesn't contain the navigation bullets. Okay, and also another thing that um, is key here is that um, if you're going to be modifying the class of something, um, there could be multiple elements in a HTML page that have a class. Okay, so let's take an example of cycler slide. Okay, each slide. See, this has a class of cycler underscore slide. So does this one, class equals cycler underscore slide. Okay, now if I wanted to, uh, I can easily um, customize every single slide just by modifying the class um, cycler slide. Okay, um, if I'm confusing you a little bit, I'm sorry. Uh, I'm gonna let's stick back and go to the basics. I'm going ahead. I'm gonna modify this cycler real um, class. Okay, and uh, basically I want to go ahead and do uh, dot uh, cycler underscore real. Okay, and the the syntax here in CSS is for classes you do dot and then the name of the class. And then that will affect everything after that will affect um, everything that has assigned been assigned that class. Okay. Now, if this were an ID, I can do pound cycler underscore real. Okay. This is just an example. ID cycler real doesn't exist. Okay. But if it did, um, let's say I wanted to affect um, this right here. I can go ahead and get that ID. And anything that I um, put inside here, okay, will affect everything that has the ID of cycler nav top stacks underscore in underscore 2741 underscore page zero, okay, uh, which is of course a unique uh, a unique ID uh, that has been automatically generated, and anything that I put in here will affect that, okay. Um, one word of caution with um, IDs that you see in stacks, okay? If you ever see anything that has stacks underscore in underscore number underscore page number, okay? Um, that is a basically automatically generated ID from stacks, okay? Now, it is pretty dangerous to actually um, go ahead and do custom CSS based on those IDs. The reason being is it is not guaranteed that that ID will not be changed at some point in the future without you being told, okay? So try not to customize anything that has this stack ID in it, okay? Uh, because again, that ID can, in probably, you know, 60 to 70% of the time it won't change, but you know, that 30% of the time it is possible that that ID will change. Okay, without you knowing, hence your CSS is going to break because the ID's changed. As Grant has 
brilliantly pointed out in this in the room uh, in the chat room uh, it does change when you add something new to the page um, that is one point when it potentially changes if you copy and paste something onto the page um, that could potentially change it um, just simply opening and reopening your file um, there are various circumstances where the ID will then change there so uh, just just word of caution if you are doing this uh, and do not style against anything that has this what looks like this string okay because it is randomly generated and um, you know it does have its purpose but it serves mostly the purpose for us stack developers okay so customizing things after the after the fact is not really going to help you okay um, so I'm gonna go ahead and let's continue customizing our cycler reel okay um, now basically the syntax here is going to be again dot the name of your class and then we have two curly braces okay now I like to have multiple lines um, so that I can then put in each line a different setting that I like to do okay so I'm gonna go ahead and uh, oops let's go ahead and I'm going to we were going to customize the background of this okay so there is a uh, a background setting okay within CSS and I'm I already have it done so I'm just gonna go ahead and paste it in here okay um, so here is the syntax okay you have background so it's the name of the setting colon and then the value okay now this is actually maybe you put HTTP colon slash for this to work okay um, so there are there are a ton of actually different combinations that you can do with background and I will in, in a few minutes show you a resource that you can use that I use all the time and commonly refer back to okay for how to potentially manipulate things okay and syntaxes and things of that nature okay now this is the shorthand for background okay um, I have background and then basically I can do my default color okay which is uh, this which is this is basically a dark gray this is a hexadecimal color okay um, if, if you'd like to find colors uh, kind of deviating a little bit um, a phenomenal app that I use and I think is a great valuable tool for anyone designing a web page especially if you do it for a living um, is color schemer studio okay um, it is an awesome app that allows you to uh, you know find colors find you know relatively similar colors um, do schemes color variations right so it, it's a great way um, to uh, explore colors find colors find colors that might match properly with other ones um, let's say I want to uh, I have this color red I want to do a couple shades darker click on the little darker button and there you go here's my hexadecimal value okay um, this is a great tool I recommend um, again if anyone uses uh, needs to customize color or use color within their websites which is pretty much everybody um, I recommend this app it's a fabulous app okay so getting back to it uh, back to CSS um, this is our hexadecimal our, our hexadecimal number uh, for our color okay um, then basically after the color on top of that we uh, we want to basically go ahead and provide a URL uh, to an image okay now you might be saying well what happens if why am I specifying a background color if I'm also going to be using an image okay um, there are several reasons um, let's say my uh, my image isn't big enough to fill the background um, basically the background color will fill the rest okay let's say maybe I have a syntax error and my my image can't be found or it was accidentally removed it will fall back to your background color okay um, the next the next thing here is basically um, how do we want our background image to repeat okay now there's several different things there's there's no repeat uh, so we can say no repeat we can say repeat you can say repeat X repeat Y uh, we'll kind of look at a few of those things later um, and then ultimately uh, these two numbers at the end are our background position where do we want our background to be positioned I want I want mine to start at zero zero which is the top right uh, top left hand corner okay um, 
So if I wanted to do bottom, you know, uh, you know, five pixels down from the top, I could do you know five px zero, or something of that nature. Okay. Um, but I, I, I'm going to go ahead and show you the long, the long way of doing this. Okay. So if I didn't know this, this short, this short thing, I, I can do background color. As you see, kind of what's cool about Coda here is you see the autocomplete. Now you, you can do as you see, you know. Coda auto completes and shows you a bunch of predefined colors that you can do. Okay, so CSS allows you to define a, a word color, which basically Coda shows you all of the potential colors that you have available. So if I wanted red or things of that nature, if I wanted black, okay, but I'm going to go ahead and let's copy the same color that I had before. Okay, oh, and every single CSS line has to end with a semicolon. Okay, so I have background color. Okay, next I'm going to do is uh, background image. Okay, and that is going to be a URL, and inside that URL is going to be my image. And then a semicolon. Okay, our next option was um, was what background repeat. Okay, so I'm going to go ahead and say background repeat. Okay, and as you see, it's they've already given code is really cool, it tells you everything. I think it's a great tool. Um, it's a little pricey, I know it's a little pricey, but uh, if you're, if you're just learning out and you want to know what all the potential options are, it definitely uh, can help you out. Okay, uh, so we want uh, actually, we want no repeat, or actually, I'm sorry, we actually want repeat. I typed in no just for an example before, um, semicolon. Um, and last but not least was background position, okay? And as you see here, you, you can do pixels or you can do, um, you know, bottom left, okay? Or top left, uh, something of that nature, okay? Um, or top left is the same as zero, zero, okay? So um, as you see here, uh, you know, Coda does a nice job of helping you do top, you know, left, okay? But, uh, you know, you can also define the pixel coordinates and that would be um, zero, zero is top left, okay? So again, uh, our two settings that we have here are identical. Uh, we have this one-liner shorthand, okay, method, uh, or you can define each individual property individually. And as you see here, it's identical. These four lines are to that top line, okay? Um, but depending on what you what you want to do, um, you know maybe you just want a background color. You don't want an image, or you don't want to, you know the repeat, or you don't need background position, right? So again, if you just need background, if you just want to customize the background color, you can go ahead and do that. Okay. Um, but I'm going to go ahead and, and let's leave it as as my one liner. I'm going to save this file, and uh, Dropbox should automatically update it, right? Go ahead and refresh that page and there we go okay cool I, I have my cool background image okay now one thing I want to show is let's actually go ahead and, and make this incorrect I'm gonna go um, I'm gonna make this this image URL incorrect uh, let's go ahead and refresh our page and there we go my image is gone but as you see, um, my stack has nicely, or my CSS has nicely reverted back to its default background color. Okay, so um, again, that's where the benefit of having defining the color as well as a, a background image um, can be helpful. Okay, so that's cool. I have I have a background image now that that looks quite nice, um, but I, I want to go a little bit farther. Um, I, I'd like to. Um, uh, you know, maybe define a, a few other things here. Uh, la, 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 la. Sorry, I'm just looking at something really quick. Okay. Um, let's say I, I want to increase the, um, pretty much the, the next thing I want to do is, let's say I want to increase the, the padding between the bullets and the, and the, the cycler stack a little bit. Um, so let's say uh, to do that, there are various ways to, of doing it. Okay, let's go ahead and inspect our element again. I'm looking, sorry, let me look see if there's any questions going on. 
Uh, oh, can I make the text larger in Coda? I'm sorry, everybody. Let me see if I can make the text larger in Coda. Um, um, so, uh, next thing we wanted to do, right? I, I wanted to up the the kind of the, the padding between this the navigation arrows. Maybe even increase the padding between here and and uh, and the edge here, or something like that, right? And there are various ways to do that. Okay. Um, now, I'm going to go ahead and select my cycler reel again, because uh, that's what we're going to play with. Okay. Um, and there are various. There are two things that you've probably seen within stacks. Okay. Something called margin and something called uh, padding. Okay. And what's really cool, uh, another cool thing about Safari Dev Inspector, again, I'm kind of just jumping around a little bit here. Um, but there is a, a little panel over here on the left, or on the right, sorry. Um, and one thing that, that's cool about this, let me make this a little bit bigger, um, is the computed style. Okay. Um, so first off, you can go ahead and see, highlight your thing, and it will tell you every single property that that particular element has. We say that it has a height of 270 pixels. We see that it has a width of 780 pixels. We see we have a margin bottom is zero, margin left is zero, margin right is zero, margin top is zero. We have an outline color, right? We have our background image that we defined in our CSS file, okay, that lives on Dropbox, that is imported into our page, okay? Um, and we have, you know, border colors, um, you know, border widths, um, you know, font sizes, uh, basically everything, okay? Now you can also check this show inherited button and that will show you everything under the moon that is not defined and it's basically set to a default value, okay? So you can see everything here that's semi kind of not, you know, uh, it's kind of faded out is something that's inherited and pretty much it's set to its default value, okay? But this is a way to learn pretty much what CSS properties are available, okay? Um, you know, ex this is exactly where I wanna go and see, hey, what cool things can I do in WebKit, okay? Now, if you see a CSS property that says dash WebKit dash, you know, whatever, that is a specific CSS property for WebKit only, okay? Now, there are other stuff that you might see, um, dash gecko dash whatever, okay? Or, um, you know, uh, I'm drawing a blank on what Firefox's is, right? But but there are, are definitely uh, you know ex, you know browser specific CSS extensions that you need to use, okay, in in order to um, you know use that particular property, okay. Like for example example uh, WebKit box shadow, okay. That's a common property that is used um, for uh, you know many other browsers, Moz. Okay, so, so for Mozilla, it's dash M-O-Z dash box dash shadow, okay? It has its own thing, and it's pretty much the same exact syntax. It's just, it's, it hasn't been decided by the, the gods that be to be a standard, you know, a CSS attribute yet. So they're all browser-specific ones, okay? Um, so again, I'm kind of going off topic a little bit here, but uh, um, other things that are cool within this uh, thing here, if we scroll down the compound compound view, you can see where uh, particular elements are defined. So we see somewhere in, in this CSS file, we have this being defined, the ID.cyclerreal, and it's set to position relative, okay? We have inside sandbox.css, which is actually our CSS here, right? It's set to have this background setting, okay? And what's really, really, really cool, if you just want to test around and play with this stuff, all within Web, WebKit, okay, you can, use, you can easily just start doing stuff. You can uncheck that box and say, oh, look, that, that gives me a background. Or let's say um, we wanted to go ahead and customize something. Let's say I want to make this um, height to be uh, 300 pixels, okay? And there we go, okay? Or, or you want it uh, 500 pixels, okay? And there you go. I, I've now changed my height to the cycler reel to be 500. However, once you refresh this page, all the work that you've done in terms of trying to customize this a little bit and your tweaks are gone, okay? So use this as a playground to, to test what you can potentially change 
to, to get things the way you want, okay? However, you're gonna have to make your permanent changes in a CSS file, okay? And then add that CSS file to your page, okay? Um, so uh, one thing I wanted to go over, uh, some other things. So again, you can peruse through here, see where particular attributes are being uh, you know, defined, and then you can change them, okay? Um, I'm gonna go ahead and actually, let's go ahead and refresh this page so we get back to where we were, okay? Now there's this other really cool feature uh, called metrics, okay? And metrics uh, help you define uh, everything around that particular component. So right now, again, I have cycler real highlighted, so that's what's being defined. We see that, we see that the, uh, the cycler real has a width and a height of 780 by 270, okay? Uh, we see here this box, this outer box is then padding, okay? Then outside after that, we have a five pixel border, okay? Okay, after that, we have a margin that is set to zero on all sides, okay? If you're wondering why you don't see the border, um, it's mostly because if we, if we look, I'll show you the border is set to white, and since I have a white background, you don't see it, <laughs> okay? Um, and then you have position. So it, is it you know shifted up five pixels, shifted over 10 pixels, something of that nature, okay? So this is really great. This is where we can potentially start playing around. Let's say I wanna add, um, I wanna add a margin here, 10. Oh look, that, that, kind, of, that kind of changed things. That, that kind of made a bigger gap between Cycler and my nav buttons. That's pretty much, that's kind of what I wanted. Okay, I'm gonna go ahead and, and add that same 10, 10 pixels everywhere. Okay, and now, now we're kind of cool. It's kind of, it's kind of separated. It's not so tight to the edges. Um, I've kind of brought it in a little bit by giving it a margin, okay? Um, again, uh, padding is zero right now. These little dashes means a zero. If we wanted to see what padding would do for us, uh, let's go ahead and sometimes if I want to see how something will do, I'll do an extreme. Like I'll put 50, 50 pixels on the top padding, okay? And basically what you see is it, it basically made the innards bigger, okay? And that's what padding does, okay? Um, paddings define everything. So if we have a border, okay, which actually I'm going to go ahead and change my uh, my border color so we see exactly where... Uh, the cycler stack ends. My border is white. I'm going to make my border black for right now. Okay, just so we see. Um, again, I added border inside the stack. Okay, so uh, cycler supports having a border. So you can just simply say the border color is five pixels and it's a color. Okay, and you set that color. Right now, I have it set to black. Okay. Um, so right now, oops. See, look, I I went back here and now. My uh, my dev inspector is gone, and all the CSS changes that I tweaked are are poof, they're gone. Okay, but they're easy enough to get back. Okay, so let's go back here to the metrics. Um, I'm going to go ahead and let's highlight our cycler reel, which we want to pinpoint here. Okay, um, if I were to add a padding of of 10 pixels, okay, to each side of this bad boy. So I, I have now added 10 pixels to every side of this stack, okay? Now if we highlight it and you look and you analyze what is highlighted, you'll see some lines within the highlight, okay? Uh, the very outside of the stack is our border, okay? Um, I wish I, I had a way of, of showing you this guy, uh, showing you this without actually moving my mouse. Um, but if you look in the very outside of this, we have a five pixel border, okay? Um, and then inside that, there's another kind of border that we see that's 10 pixels tall. That is padding, okay? And then everything inside the big square, okay, that's our content, okay? So basically padding um, allows you to move 
uh, content such as text down, okay, inside. Um, it basically constrains and it's a gap between its content and the border, okay? Margin is basically the gap between the border and whatever content is next to your container, okay? So if I go ahead and add 10 pixels to a margin, Okay, I now added 10 pixels around the outside of this stack. So now if we look, if we highlight, we see another border on the outside. So we have our content area. Around that is our padding, okay? Around the padding is our border, okay? And around the border is now a 10 pixel margin. Okay, I'm sorry if I'm confusing you guys, but I hope this is kind of making sense. I like this tool. Please play around with it. It will allow you to really visualize um, how CSS works and how it affects your web page. Okay, I need to make sure I have this chat room open so that I'm constantly seeing your guys' comments. Okay, um, so now let's go ahead and make some of these changes. Okay, we, we didn't really want our padding, right? Because that made things look kind of funky. So let's go ahead and delete the padding that we had added here, okay? So our next change that we want is, I, I want this, okay? So basically it's a, it's a 10 pixel margin, okay? Really simple to do, simple, you just do a margin now, as you see, I started typing MAR and it's and Coda said, hey, cool, I know a bunch of CSS features that start with that. So we have margin, margin bottom, margin left, margin right, margin top. Okay, I just want margin right now because I want all sides to have the same exact margin and it's going to be 10 pixels. Okay. Um, and actually, I, I, I'm going to do something else. I actually want to do, um, I only want the margins to be on the top. So there are ways, if you were to do 10 pixels, five pixels, okay, um, that will say it's 10 pixels on the top and bottom and five pixels on the left and right. Or, I'm sorry, I did that wrong. Uh, 10 pixels is gonna be left and right, five pixels will be, um, sorry, I'm thinking I'm correcting myself here. No, that is correct, 10 pixels will be top and bottom and then five pixels will be left and right. But actually, I wanna even go further than that. I just wanna say auto. So basically, I wanna say, um, I want your the pixels on the top and bottom to be uh, 10 pixels, and then I want my pixels on the left and right just to say automatic, just to kind of inherit whatever is there, um, just automatically determine the margins for me, okay? And by the way, auto is a great way to center things. Uh, if you want something to be centered, you always give it a margin of zero auto or or 10 pixels auto, okay? Whatever, you know, X number of pixels in auto and that will center your thing on the page, okay? There's a nice little tip for you, okay? So I'm gonna do 10 pixels in auto um, and then let's save that. Go ahead and gonna refresh my page. Right, I need to exit, refresh my page. Okay, as you see, I now have a 10 pixel margin on the top and bottom, and my margins on the left and right are, are were automatically set by the browser, okay, uh, which is basically set to zero, okay. Um, so we're looking we're looking better, okay. Now I want to add a, a drop shadow uh, to this to this. I think a drop shadow would really would really set this thing off. Um, so I'm going to go ahead and add a drop shadow. Now I'm just going to paste in this syntax really quick and we'll review it. Okay. Okay. So as we see here, I have, um, I wanted to do a box shadow. Okay. And actually to make things less complex, I'm just going to show you one way. Okay. Um, you define a box shadow. Okay. So there's a, there's a property called box shadow that you basically give it various pixels. So, um, the first set is your horizontal. So I want this to be one pixel to the right, okay? Uh, I want this one pixel down, okay? If you wanted it up, 
you can do a negative one, okay? Or if you wanted it, your, your shadow to go to the left, you can do negative one, okay? But I want it one pixel to the right, one pixel down, and then my blur, okay, the size of my shadow will be seven pixels wide, okay? And then ultimately you give your, your shadow a color, which mine is zero, which was black, of course, okay? Now, box shadow is one of those weird syntax, weird uh, categories that uh, basically follows where there's several, you know, various browsers do it different ways and they have their own syntaxes. So this is where you actually need to define three values to accomplish one thing in all browsers, okay? So if you want a box shadow to work in Firefox, you need to make sure that you have, you know, this setting, okay, the Moz box shadow. If you want it in WebKit, which is basically Safari and Chrome, okay, you do WebKit box shadow, okay? And then box shadow is used for um, other browsers. I think uh, Opera uses box shadow. Actually, Safari now with uh, the latest patch now supports box shadow as well as WebKit box shadow. So if you wanted just Safari support, you could just use box shadow, but you know, if you want to support anyone, you know, even one patch level back, you know, make sure you have the WebKit box shadow in there. Okay. Um, so I'm going to just go ahead and save this file. Okay. Um, go ahead and refresh our page. And there, there we go. I have a, um, a shadow there. Okay. As you can see, however, if you, if you do notice it is getting cut off, um, just a little bit. And I actually, I think I know exactly why now. I had changed. And there it goes. So uh, I had a slight modification on my home homepage where I made the, uh, the margin on the content div on the page zero. Okay, so this is basically, this here, this line here is overriding the theme. Okay, and we're back to exactly where we wanted to be. Okay, um, so I, I have my nice um, slider here. Um, it is definitely has a, a nice little drop shadow uh, that sets it apart from the page. I have my white border. I have my background. I have my navigation bullets that are slightly lower than than you know aren't so tightly coupled to this to the slider. Um, we're, we're getting close, right? Um, there's a few other things that we'd want to change, um, such as uh, let's go ahead and change our, let's start customizing the inner. It's like, I want to customize the text, okay? Um, so if we were to look at this, these are H2, okay? See, so these are all headers that I've put into, uh, into there, okay? Uh, and again, how I did that is if you just go here, it's just a text box that is formatted as a heading two, okay? Um, and basically now I want to start customizing those. Okay. So how do we how do we target? Whoops, what did I do there? Not sure what I did there. Ah, I know what I did. We are gonna have to put in. Again, I'm gonna have to define the width again just, just because of this whole thing where I modified it. I modified the, the margin of the content, blah 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 blah. Okay, save that. So uh, I'm gonna wanna customize these. So let's go ahead and do an inspect element on this text and let's find it. We see it's an H2 tag, okay? Um, however, the H, this H2 tag doesn't necessarily, it doesn't have a class, it doesn't have an ID. So how can I target it? Okay, I, you know, um, I guess I, I could, you could do something like this. You could do um, H2 and then your CSS in here, okay? And this will customize every single H2 tag on the entire page, okay? But what if I have H2 tags somewhere else on my page that I only want them to look different in my Cycler stack, okay? So basically what we can do is we can tell CSS to look within everything. So I can say dot um, Cycler underscore real space H2. So what this is saying is inside something that has a class cycle or real, okay, inside of that, 
every H2 tag that's inside cycle or real, customize it with this. Okay. So uh, I'm going to go ahead and just quickly paste in exactly what I have customized it to be. Okay. As you see, we have a, a lot of what common properties are that people want. I want to change the font size. I want to change the font color. I want to make the font bold. I want to, uh, you know, align my text to the right, or I want it centered, or I want to give my text a, a shadow, or I want to make the the line height a little bit bigger. How do I do that, right? Well, here's all your properties here. Okay, we have font size. Okay, and then after that, you basically give it pixels okay or there's several other things you could do you know you can give it a point font or you can actually do something called em which you can say like 2em i'm not going to talk about all those various syntaxes right now uh, i'll give you a great resources that i use to be able to to look through those okay font weight is of course by default is bold but you can say you know you want it normal you want it bold do you want it ital you know um uh, i forget what italics called um, but we want bold, okay? Um, text align, this could be right, left, center. So where do you want your text to be aligned? Okay, I want it to be aligned to the right, okay? Um, color, this is where uh, just straight color, that will define the text color of the text, okay? And again, this is hexadecimal. You can also use things like red, black, blue, yellow, green, aqua things of that nature okay um, now here's a a new thing that we haven't seen before is similar to box shadow is text shadow okay and this is where you can give it a text shadow so negative one means i want one pixel to the right um yeah to the left sorry to the left and one pixel down okay and then the shadow is going to be dark a dark gray okay then i want to give it a line height okay um, this is you we see an EM syntax here. So 1.3 EM means basically 1.3 times the normal line height for that size font. Okay, so it's going to be slightly a slightly wider gap between each new line, um, you know, on in the font. Okay, so if we had a new line, there'd be a slight bigger gap between the two lines. Um, with 1.3 EM. Again, again, simpler, it's kind of like multiplication. It's kind of like 1.3 times the normal width. Okay. So let's go ahead and save this and go ahead and uh, let's go ahead and get our page and refresh it. And we see I, my, my, my stack is basically complete now. Uh, it's pretty much exactly what we see on my homepage. I have a uh, a nice, you know, light colored text that is 34 pixels tall. Uh, as you see, it has a very slight shadow, okay, that is gray. Um, it is shifted to the right, so the, the text is aligned to the right, okay. Now, as we see this, this is a two column stack. I have an image on this side and a text on that side. So this text is going to be aligned to the right, okay. So again, we aligned our text to the right. We gave it a size. Um, I increased this, the gap between these two lines, okay, to be slightly larger, and uh, and that's it, okay. Um, any questions? I've gone over actually quite a bit of the really common properties that we see people ask about, okay. Uh, we've seen uh, background. How do I change background color? Uh, give it a background image. Um, how do I adjust kind of the margin, the margin and the padding, make it kind of narrower, adjust little gaps here and there. That is margin and padding. Uh, we've seen how to add a box shadow to something. Okay, so we added a nice box shadow to Cycler. Um, I, I've actually, because of some, again, some theme modifications here where I set the margin to zero on my content area for the whole page, I needed to define an exact width for my stack or else it was going to take up, you know, the entire width of the content area, which I didn't want. Okay. 
Um, we learned how to center things via margin, via, you know, give it a number of margin on the side, whether that's zero auto or 10 pixels auto or whatever auto, okay? This auto is the second, will center a particular thing, okay? We learned how to, how to modify text, okay? We, we changed font size, we changed font weight, the alignment of our text, the color of our text. We gave our text a shadow, we, we adjust the line height, okay i think the only thing we haven't done okay is how do we move things around the page okay so, and let's go ahead and do that the last thing that we haven't done is i need to move these bullets you know they're, they're cool here in the center okay but I, i'd like to have them if we look at my home page um if i had them over here in the center they kind of be colliding with this text that I had, and I think it just looks better. It fills this empty space that was over here on the right, and everything just kind of fits better together with these bullets. For my homepage, they fit better on the right. Okay, so let's go ahead and see how I did that. And I know I'm approaching the hour and a half mark, everybody, almost, so uh, I apologize, but we're, we're zipping through it here. Uh, this is the last thing. So Cycler Nav, uh, go ahead, let's say we, I want to customize this. So I'm going to right click on our navigation and I see here uh, a lot of various elements. Okay. Now if I highlight over these, I see it, it affects the each individual bullet. And that's not really what I want. I don't want to move every single individual bullet. I want a, a container that, look, here's a container that holds all the bullets. So how do I move that group of bullets? way over to the right, okay? So if we were to look at the CSS for this, just curious, we'll see that it's actually set to be 850 pixels wide, 18 pixels tall, okay? But what I'm gonna do here is, um, I wanna float these things to the right, okay? So there is a CSS attribute. So I'm gonna go ahead and say um, dot cycler underscore nav, and I know that again because if we look, this has a class. And the class is cycler underscore nav. Uh, and then also there's also a, a, a class here called nav bullet. But we're, we're going we're gonna to focus on cycler nav. A, a component or a, an element can have multiple classes. Okay, and they're separated by spaces. So I'm going to affect cycler nav. I'm going to go ahead and uh, there is a CSS property called float. Okay, and you can float something to the left, you can float something to the right. Okay, and in my particular situation, I wanna float something to the right. Okay, so let's go ahead and save that. And as you see here, now all of my bullets are floated to the right. That's really, really cool. It's pretty much exactly what I wanted. Okay, however, um, they're, they're way too far to the right, right? They've gone all the way to the edge. Uh, it doesn't really look good, okay? But we've learned how to, how to adjust things already, right? We did it, we did it earlier. We learned how to uh, you know, fill in and make a bigger gap between the bullets and the cycler stack, okay? So let's go ahead and do that. I wanna move these things. I moved them all the way to the right. Now I just wanna nudge them a little bit to the, to the um, uh, to the right, back to the right, or back to the left. So what we're gonna do is basically we're gonna set up a margin, okay? And uh, basically what I wanna do is I only wanna affect the right margin of these. So I'm gonna do margin right, okay, is 30 pixels. Okay, let's go ahead and save that. Refresh my page, and voila! I now have, I've given them a, a right margin of 30 pixels and, uh, and we are golden, right? Uh, it looks absolutely beautiful. It's exactly what I wanted. Um, it now fits nicely into my web page. Um, everything is hunky-dory, fine and dandy, and we are happy, okay? Now there are, there are some other things. I only touched a, a, on a very little bit some of the basic things with, uh, with CSS. Okay, now there are some great resources that I think you should guys look at. Uh, again, here's Coda. Coda is a great tool. Um, I think it's, it's nice. I love editing CSS in Coda, as you see, because it does the nice autocomplete. Okay, um, but we're gonna 
move these windows off here. Let's go ahead, let's go on the web and uh, let's show you some great resources, okay? Uh, the first resource that I always use, um, I go to this site every day, right? Um, I always forget, shoot, is margin, what's the syntax on the margin again? Is it is it the top bottom first or is it the left and right first? So on and so forth, right? I mean, I'm not a rock, you know, I, I do this stuff every day, but I, I do it so much that sometimes I just forget, okay? So let's say I wanna search for margin here, okay? And it says, oh look, here's CSS margin, again w3schools.com, okay? It shows you all of the potential syntaxes that you have here um, for margin. You could do, you know, a margin for every single one. So you could do top margin, right margin, bottom margin is 75, left margin is 100. So you can see you could define four different margins for all four different sides, right? So you can see this is a great tool just to kind of see the syntax of things. Okay, you can also see some other syntax, some other properties that are related, such as if you only wanted to define the bottom margin, period, and that's it, or customize the bottom margin. You can just do margin bottom, okay? This is a great resource. I personally go to this site probably every single day, okay? Just to make sure that I have proper syntaxes for this and that and the other thing, okay? Great resource, okay? Now, another thing that I did not really touch upon is CSS positioning. Um, and there is a phenomenal site that I have bookmarked. I think it's, it's and is this website right here. Um, I will paste this in the chat room um, so that everybody has this URL. Okay. Um, this site is phenomenal. Here, let me paste this one too. Oops. Copy and paste. Oh, you can only send a message within 30 seconds. Oh, okay. Um, W3schools.com. Okay, um, so I, po I posted both these URLs in the chat room. Um, this is a phenomenal site. I did not touch upon CSS positioning at all, okay? Um, and CSS positioning is another way to determine how to position things. Do you want it positioned static? Uh, do you want to <coughs> absolute positioning, relative positioning? Okay, there's, it's actually quite, quite complex. You can do a lot of different things, okay? Um, and basically, uh, this site here does a phenomenal job in showing you the 10 basic steps to position things, okay, different ways, using both position relative, combinations of different positions, combination of floats with position static. Um, there, this is a phenomenal site that whenever I'm doing anything positionally, I go to this site all the time as a reference to help me clear my head and think about really how I want to properly position things. Phenomenal resource, great little site. Um, I definitely recommend it, okay? Hopefully it never gets taken down. <laughs> um, Excellent. Um, please also everybody, I am, uh, you know, I'm not running out of ideas yet, but I, I, I would love to hear feedback on what you'd want to hear in sessions. So what topics would you like me to discuss? Um, I'll probably next week, even though I did kind of blaze through a lot of CSS stuff today, um, I, I think I might uh, still do another CSS thing next week, um, maybe slow it down and really dive down into particular things, slow it down. I know I tend to talk a little bit fast for everybody. Um, so, uh, you know, thank you for, for bearing with me. Luckily, again, I am recording all of this. So, uh, uh, you know, you'll definitely be able to, you know, watch this stuff again. So if you're ever confused with anything, um, you know, I will provide a full HD feed of, uh, of this particular uh, cast. Um, so thank you very much, everybody. Um, I love doing this stuff. I hope you love doing it. Again, please keep it coming with ideas and stuff outside Rapid Weaver as well. Like I said, on Fridays, I plan on doing stuff not really Rapid Weaver related. Um, so... Uh, 
I'd love to hear your ideas on what else you want me to talk about. Maybe some of my cool little utilities I have up here or uh, what Twitter client do I use or whatever you want. Uh, just let me know and, and we'll do that on Fridays. Um, okay. Thank you. Thank you very much, everybody. Uh, Lightbox stuff. Um, if you missed it at the very beginning, uh, I did release a Lightbox uh, stack today. Um, please make sure you send emails with, with ideas. Um, that would be the best. Okay. Um, I guess you can send me a tweet too, um, but uh, I'd prefer email. That would be awesome. And uh, we'll make sure that, uh, that that gets done. So thank you very much, everybody. Have a great day. Bye.